Friday with Leo Rants. <laughs> it's Freaky Fridays with Leo and Tam and Ben. <laughs> and me. Hello. All right. I, it's my first ever edition of Freaky Friday, so we are setting the precedent right now, and who better to have with me than the paranormal team I had first ever, I think ever in laser history, fun fact. I don't think anyone had ever done that. Not at all. Yeah. I have Tim and Ben with me now, formerly known as Pioneer Valley Paranormal. Now they are known as Ghost Guys, People versus Paranormal. How are you guys doing today? Good. It's a little early, a little tired, but yeah, this is usually <laughs> bedtime for us. Yeah, right? Yeah, we, you know, we're night guys, you know, so. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, thank you for waking up at the crack of five o'clock to do this. <laughs> no problem. First off, I've been meaning to have you guys back on for a while now. You know, last year, you guys came in in Halloween. I was dressed as Captain America. It was a very odd time. <laughs> and we actually did some serious ghost hunting. It was so funny because I didn't know what to expect. I remember I was like, I want this team in and uh, we're going to do some some ghost hunting. And I just thought you guys maybe would wander around and be like, I found one. You guys are the real deal. We try to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, We've done our homework a little bit. Absolutely. It's uh, you got to do things right. You know, that's important. Absolutely. And you brought I, I couldn't ima- believe the amount of equipment that you had with you. I mean, this was like thousands of dollars worth of equipment kind of. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's why we have insurance. What have you guys been up to lately? What different locations have you been to? We actually just spent the last year filming our second season of our web series. So we've been all the way from Massachusetts to Virginia and back. We've done an insane asylum. We've done theaters. We worked with a few celebrities. It's been nonstop for us. That's amazing. Yeah. Before we get into it, where can they find uh, the internet for sure? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> our website would be uh, peopleversusparanormal.com. Uh, Same with our Facebook, our YouTube, our Instagram, and on Twitter, we are the Ghost Guys. Yeah, so like literally just Google people versus paranormal. Boom. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah, Yeah, we learned like CGI. Well, not CGI. We learned. uh, What? Yeah, our new intro is pretty sick. It It took me and uh, Anthony forever to learn how to do it. But yeah, Yeah. our production value is pretty much through the roof. Yeah, first first off, you know, it's like if it wasn't for these guys, you know, Ben and Anthony are amazing as far as, you know, editing and everything because we don't have, uh, you know, an editing crew or anything like that. We do it all ourselves. And, you know, these guys, I'm sitting there watching all the video and and listening to audio and these guys are making everything, all the magic behind the scenes. So, yeah, they're amazing. Couldn't, couldn't, Couldn't ask for a better group. What I was going to say, too, is, you know, for people not knowing, uh, you know, last year it was about what, like, there's a huge team of you, right? Well, there's uh, the core group is four, and then we have uh, the additional camera person that will come help out. And then uh, when we do our show, we'll have reenactors come, like actors come reenact things that have happened in the past to kind of give viewers a feel for like the murder that happened there or whatever. So, But the core group is myself, Tim, Lauren Middleton, and Anthony Major. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's us. Man, like, speaking of the reenactors, I need to talk to you guys later because. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys are a legit show. I mean, I've watched, you know, some of the stuff on YouTube and everything. I mean, if you've ever, do you have like a favorite that you kind of like take notes from? My big go-to is Ghost Adventures. Uh, At first, I wasn't a fan because they were so raw, but Mm -hmm. then that grew on me. It's like they're regular people. Like, they remind me of us. Like, we're just a bunch of everyday dudes that just 
want to go out and get scared and Absolutely. capture stuff, you know? Yeah, and then once in a while, we get sent, hey, uh, why don't you go in the basement? I'm like, what's well, my name, Aaron? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, okay, no problem. I'll do that. <laughs> but yeah, we even watch the bad ones because you got to learn, you know? You yeah. See what people do. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we'll watch all of them, like like he said, and, and the thing is, as you learn, um, you pick up a few little things, the nuances that they do, or some sort of equipment they have, and, and instead of investing in it to begin with, we can see them working with it and see what they like, and a lot of times we'll look at behind-the-scenes stuff, too, which is important because it's homework. You know, you're always learning. There's always somebody, something else that new, that's exciting, that they're using, um, but we do a lot of old-school stuff. We, I, I used dousing rods recently, and uh, two rods, and they're on a pivot point um, and you hold them uh, left and right there's two of them and what happens is a lot of times you go and and you'll see and they'll cross mm-hmm. if there's some sort of electromagnetic field or anything like that you know I honestly at first wasn't a fan I, I thought they're they're easily manipulable you can manipulate them to be you know to the left or to the right but I use them differently I use them um, as a yes or no question answer and I've had some great experiences recently with a with an investigation that we had and had a contact with a little girl eight-year-old girl but that episode will be coming up, so they're gonna have to go to the YouTube show and ah! check it out. Yeah, that yeah, was neat. It was uh, it was amazing. Um, you know, and most people are like, "Are you scared?" And it didn't scare me. You know, yeah, the cold hand touched my arm, but I most people be like, "I'm running out of here." Yeah. I was like, "Wow, are you really touching me? Uh, can can you uh, can you make something move or that type of thing?" It was great. I use them differently. Um, I use them um to ask questions. I'll ask if you know the left or the right. One's yes, one's no. Um, if you're you know in there, can you move one and I've had um, them manipulated it. The other one actually spun all the way around to my side and didn't. I couldn't use it at all. Wow. But my right one was moving and I was asking questions and I was getting into detail about if, you know, how old this, this entity was. And that's where I found out it was an eight-year-old girl. And it was neat. It was a good experience. Was this at the Insane Asylum that you guys went to? No. Uh, last week we were filming uh, for season three, which was at Charlemont Inn. Out in Charlemont in the Berkshires. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah, actually. Built in awesome 1775. Place. Lots of like famous people have stayed there. They said Mark Twain has been there. Thoreau. Uh, yeah, a lot of like wow. just big like Civil War guys, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. There's three documented paranormal experiences, like ghosts. Um, there's a there's a Civil War soldier, soldier. or a woman, and then um, a couple children. So, yeah. So when that episode comes out, you'll see what we find. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, obviously, I know you don't want to give away too much with your upcoming, you know, season. But I was going to ask, was there anything you can tell about your experiences so far filming and where you've been? Has there been like a favorite place, a really a a moment that stuck out? Yes. um, So surprising, like we've done insane asylums, we've done hospitals. The most haunted place in the area we've done was actually a restaurant in Palmer, Massachusetts. What? Yep, the uh, Steam and Tender. Um, it was originally a train station turned restaurant uh, in the 80s, I believe it switched over. I've heard of this, actually. Yeah. I've had a couple people call up and say, if you're looking for something haunted, there's a train. I was like, what are you talking about? A train station that what you know turned into a restaurant? Yep. That's a... Yeah. Uh, our season two, the first episode is there, and uh, big claim is the spirit of a little girl, and we actually got her on video. She walks out, looks Twice. at us, and just vanishes. 
Yeah, like Whoa. full body apparition. Yeah. We get the voices. So that's one of our better episodes, I'd say. It's just full of evidence, nonstop the whole time. And then they have a dining car. It's a, you know, you could do, eat breakfast on a dining car and stuff like that. And um, I had an experience with a woman on a, on a dining car, um, which was great. Um, it was so amazing because, of course, like I said, I don't want to give too much away. You're going to have to go check out our, our episode on YouTube, People versus Paranormal. Just uh, <laughs> Google, you know, the train station and um, Steam and Tender. But um, I was on a train car and I was asking, can you do something? Can you can you do something to uh, show that you're there? And the lights went on on the car. Now, there's no the, these lights aren't on a trip where they turn on at a certain time. We had shut all the breakers off. Right. Yeah, there's no power in the building. I, the lights went on. I couldn't shut the light off. We actually went over to the breaker, and we have that on our, our, our episode, by the way. Just go look, Steam and Tender episode. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, all, the, all the breakers were off. So, uh, so that was pretty neat, but there was a lot of other experiences and with a woman and so on and so forth. So, uh, it was neat. God, my hair just stood up <laughs> on my arms when I heard that. That is just, oh, that's so freaky. You know, what's cool too about this area is I'm finding that, uh, you're, there, there's no shortage of haunted places. Just with oh, it's the every other building, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, there's a lot, but you guys have recently been expanding outside. Yep. That's why you changed. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, where to next? Where are you thinking? Uh, we have a few things in mind. We have uh, there's a schoolhouse in New York. We're gonna probably be doing. Uh, funeral home in Rhode Island is more local, but then we're thinking Eastern States Penitentiary in uh, Philadelphia. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. A couple more hospitals: one in New York, one in West Virginia, and then uh, there's one in Maine we're trying to get into. So, how do you choose these places? Uh, pretty much whoever says yes. <laughs> no, uh, there's a lot of research that goes through it. You know, um, we used to do the thing where like definitely has to be haunted, but our new thing is like. If there's any kind of history at all, let's give it a shot because maybe there's a ghost there no one knows about because the place has been closed for 40 years. And we find that those places are usually more active than the ones that anyone can go pay $5 to spend a night in, you know? Right. You know, maybe they're looking to reach out to someone. So they're like, oh, these guys with the cameras, they want to talk. Let's talk. Do you ever have haunted experiences outside of doing this investigative team? And then you think to yourself, oh, my God, I wish I had a camera. Uh, Yeah, actually, I keep my phone on me constantly now and uh, I have a function where I can just like turn my camera a certain way and the camera turns on. Oh, really? And so like I record literally like I'll be in my house, stuff will happen, I'll be at one of my jobs and you know, random stuff will happen so I film it real quick. It's like definitely more perceptive to the environment when you do this for a living. Yeah, and, and the thing too is like um, I do cleansings, I do house cleansings. So that's one of the things I've been picking up for the past year. And, um, you know, I'll go through and do a sage cleansing and offer amethyst. And, you know, this is something I do for free. I don't charge, you know, because the way I look at it, I'm, I want to help people. I want them to understand that, yes, there's spirits around you all the time, but there's ways of getting rid of it and there's ways of being able to live with it. And I've had experiences where I've had voices uh, say thank you when I do a cleansing. And it's like, whoa, uh, did that just happen? And, you know, and I wish I had a camera or a recorder. And I'm, I'm now starting to keep a recorder on me just, just in case. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, you know, it's funny because some people, when I tell them about this, they're like, oh, my gosh, why would you open yourself up to doing that? Uh, you know, you're, you're inviting things in that could attach to you. And, and a story you told me last time you were here really stuck with me about how you actually did have something attached to you, but you were able to get rid of it. And that's why you guys do um, 
what is it? It's like a cleansing or something yes. after every yep. walk me through that process, because I feel like that's very important when talking about this, because I truly believe I believe in all of it. And I believe that also it can be dangerous if no, it can. Yeah. If uh, if you come across, they're all not Caspers. You know no, what I mean? Definitely like, not. Um, so what do you guys do to protect yourselves? Um, so the cleansing process that we use, um, it's a pretty common one. We have uh, a sage oil, and we put that on our lifelines, which is the inside of each wrist and then the back of your neck. Um, they say the back of the neck, that's like when you, you pray. Like if you're religious, you always bow your head because the, the Holy Spirit goes in through your lifeline in the back of your head. That's how you kind of connect with God. Oh. So it's supposedly a channel to the spirit world. Um, some people pray. I know some people don't do it at all. It's just like, no, I'm tough, whatever. It's just, I think it's just the fact that you're doing something is letting the spirits know, hey, like, I can't interact. Because this is our world. They can't do everything they want. Like, we have more power here. So just you doing something, they're like, nope, can't do nothing. Yeah. So. And and the big thing, too, is, um, you know, protect yourself. I mean, that's, I've learned the hard way. I mean, and, you know, Ben, same way, same thing. Uh, we learned the hard way. We've brought things home. It's been attached, you know, and and um, it's not easy to live with. And, uh, you know, the family wasn't happy either. So, yeah. <laughs> um, right. But the cleansing part is always, always we go to a place and we do, we make sure we cleanse and we investigate because one, we're looking for spirits. So they're attached to us or attracted to us and to communicate. So, we want to leave them where they are. We don't want. So, you know, a lot of times when I cleanse, I'm like, you, you don't have permission to come home with us. You need to stay. And, and you know, it's worked. You know, that's yeah. something. And there's, there's other ways like sage. Um, sometimes when I go do a cleanse, like a lot of times when I do a cleansing, most of the times I'll, I'll burn sage on the way home from, from wherever I'm at. You know, and I'll say some sort of prayer or something like that. Something personal. Just um, so that way there I don't attach to it. Because, um, I, I, you know, I'm getting more into walking into houses and, and, and not knowing everything that's going on. I just want to have a cleansing. So. Well, if you don't mind me asking, how did you know that something had attached to you and it wasn't just, oh, I'm in a I'm in a funk or I'm in a bad mood? Like what? How can you tell the, the difference? Uh, some of the first signs are usually physical. I had an attachment. We actually worked with the uh, radio station across the hall here seven years ago. When we did a case and there was something demonic there that attached to all of us. And uh, it was that year we had that. October ice storm. You probably weren't up here for that time, but middle of October, we had an ice storm that took power out for like weeks up here. Um, so like went to bed that night, there's no power, so there's no heat. So we're all bundled up. I had like gloves on and I woke up, my back was on fire and I had claw marks up and down my back marks of three. And as I'm showing people, you can see them start appearing on my stomach. And like we have photos on our website of that stuff. Like my back was shredded. Wow. And I'm like, it's not me scratching. I had to sleep with mittens cause there's no power, there's no heat. And then, uh, a couple other investigators had similar experiences. One woke up to something holding him down while he was sleeping. And yeah, so that type of stuff's a little harder to get rid of. We had one case where uh, the demon house, I think we talked about last time, it got to the point where it was out of our hands. So we contacted the Worcester Diocese and the, the deacon of Worcester had to go down and he blesses that house on a regular basis now. On a regular basis? Yeah, every few months he's got to go back and bless wow. it. Yep. Yeah, we were, we were able to um, help move on or remove some of the stuff that was there. But, you know, the, the things that are, you know, kind of a residual haunting or something that's there. But the demonic stuff that's there just didn't want to go. And, and every time we go back, we did a podcast there. And during the podcast, we were hearing, like, footsteps running up and down the hallway upstairs. And no one's in the, in the house. And the homeowner and Ben 
both had scratches. They both had experiences during the podcast. So, um, yeah, that was um, that's a crazy place. And 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 the thing too about it is, it's not just the physicality; mm. it's the mental part of it too. I mean, when I left that place, I was so physically drained, and you know, like I, I was confused, and, and and you know, for about two or three weeks, I, I'd be you know talking, and I'd forget what I was saying. I'm like, you know, and it's not Alzheimer's. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It was. It well, was you are kind of old. Yeah, know. well, you know. <laughs> Um, and, and it was it was crazy because, you know, that stuff attaches to you. And, and most of the time you'll get a, 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 a mental thing, something that's going on that's causing you a blocking or, or that type of thing. But I've also had physical. Um, I was physically pushed in the demon house. They'll have to check the demon house on, you know, just uh, Google it on people versus paranormal. Go to the demon house. Demon house. Um, <laughs> and um, what had happened was um, I was setting up cameras up um, in the master bedroom, which we did find out was a major part of that house. Mm. There was a reason. And I was leaning over. I was dropping our reels down because we had our home base in the garage. And um, something came up to me and pushed me. And it pushed me enough not to. It was almost like I could do this, but I'm not. It pushed it. There was a hand, hand push behind me and no one was there. And I grabbed the railing while well, the railing was rotted. And the railing fell. And, I, you know, luckily it caught my balance. But, I mean, it was a concrete slab if I would have fell. You know, been bad. So physicality, yeah. I mean, scratches, bite marks. I've never had bite marks, but I've known of investigations. Well, not from ghost hunting anyway. Not from (laughs) (laughs) Ask his wife. (laughs) (laughs) So... <laughs> I was gonna be like, speaking of your wife. <laughs> but you, so you're not allowed to bring stuff home, though. Um, the thing is, is it's not being allowed. It's, well, it's in, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? um, the the thing about it is, like, we'll we get. We remove haunted objects, and we've we've had a lot of places. Like I've purchased things that you know the the, the invoking. Uh, yeah, we take them from clients too. If you have something that's troubling you, it's another free service we do. Um, yeah, we got an urn. We uh, deal with this stuff on a daily basis. We kind of know how to live with it. So. Yeah. Everything goes to my house. I have a little case set up yeah, that uh, yeah. gets blessed regularly and cleansed and everything. And most stuff's just got an attachment, but there are a couple more like evil things, I'd say. Mm-hmm. We get that book on summoning demons. We have a Ouija board that uh, someone was speaking to a demon and never closed properly. So I was picturing yeah. the necro, uh, Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yeah, the evil dead. With all skin, yeah. The, the thing, too, is like that with the Ouija board, you know, um, it's so cliche, but, you know, it was a bunch of teenage girls who were playing with the Ouija board and didn't understand what they were doing, didn't know how they were doing it. And now that she has a shadow that, that, that stands at the end of her bed, and I did a cleansing at the house and stuff and was able to quell that, but it's still, still yeah, It's there. one of those things like, yeah, it's a toy, but anything could be a tool for a certain task if you do it that way. It's a so. witch board. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never actually, and I, I got to be honest with you, I love this kind of stuff. I would never mess with a Ouija board. I just... Oh, we brought one for you to play with, too. Oh, it's no! in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's three of us, too. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It must be the Catholic upbringing. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm like, mm, that's the one thing where I'm like, I've seen enough movies. I, mm-hmm. I know I would be the one that'd get freaked out and break it. And that's like the number one thing not to do. Like everything I see in movies, I'm like, yeah, I'd probably react like that. Like, that's not good. <laughs> like, but, I, you know, it's so funny talking to you guys about this because I see your eyes light up when you talk about like, and we also have a haunted artifact, <laughs> a demon book, you know. What do you think ultimately, and I want to hear both your answers for this, attracts you 
to doing this kind of work, you know, because you guys do it for fun. Yeah. Uh, the main drive for me is I'm going to sound super macho here, but like, I'm not really afraid of anything. Like when I was young, I realized fear is in your mind. Like I was afraid of clowns as a kid and I realized it's a guy in makeup. There's no reason to be afraid. You know, spiders, I love animals. So, um, it's the fear of the unknown that really gets me and nothing makes you feel alive like fear. So like, it's just an adrenaline rush for me, really. That's all like, and there's so much out there. We don't, it's the only science in the world where we don't know anything about. And I want to be the next pioneer, you know, I want to be the guy that figures out even one step of this. It'd be awesome. Uh, with me, um, you know, the adrenaline rush is a big thing, um, you know, but it's it's the satisfaction of being like when I do a cleansing, the satisfaction of being knowing that I help the family. You know, it's that's what our core value is, is to be able to go out there and help people to understand that, you know, these are things that are there um, and there's ways to live with it. If it's a residual, um, you can live with it. It's not going to hurt you in any way. If you can learn to live with a bump in a night, that's not your house. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the the actual emotional, when we do, we go through and we meet with a client after we do an investigation, we're able to answer some of the questions that they had about what it was or who it was or so on and so forth. And the emotional, I mean, people literally are in tears when we do, we do an investigation, we do um, the exit interview and show the evidence, the emotional fact of it, of knowing that we touch their lives and help them in some way. That's, that's gratifying to me. I mean, that's, that's the most important, but the scared factor, I'm not really scared anymore. I'm just like, why are you here? What, what's, what is the reason? You know, you don't need to be here anymore. That type of thing. An so. intense curiosity. Yes. Kind of yes. A lot of it. Uh, definitely. I'm definitely drawn to it too, by the sheer curiosity of mm. all of it. And like you said, Ben, where you were like, there's so much that we don't know, and I'm not okay with not knowing. Yeah. Like, I know <laughs> right. what I mean. We're in 2018, and it's like there's still yeah, so many. We can many make robotic questions. limbs that you can pick up stuff and <laughs> right. whatever, right. but we, we don't know what happens when we die. Like, yeah. So yeah. let's figure right. it out. Crazy. Well, so you guys are uh, trying to get me to go to the Victory Theater. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I yeah, want to uh, go with you no, guys. No, we're not trying. We're, we, yeah, we're, we're going. We're going. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> so okay, in, so uh, we're going. <laughs> in Holyoke, Massachusetts is the Victory Theater. Um, we actually just happened upon them one day. I was researching random places and reached out to uh, Kathy. Who uh, she's the the director of the building. It's uh, built in 1919. It was the one of the biggest playhouses and movie theaters in the area. Um, then it got shut shut down in 1977 or so. There's a couple fires or whatever, but it's been closed for 40 years. And uh, MIFA, which is a Massachusetts Institute of Fine Arts, I believe, they're uh, trying to restore it. They've been raising money and they've almost hit their mark, and they're going to bring it back to life. But it's been sitting there for 40 years, and my thought with this place is, like, it was around forever. Everyone went there to have a good time. Like, that good energy stuck in the building. You know, back in the 20s, like, if you went to the movies, you went, like, once a year if you're lucky. So, like, maybe someone died. It's like, you know what? I'm going back to victory. Yeah, and we've had tie. some of the best evidence we've ever gotten there. It's It looks like a horror movie. Everything's all run down, and, like, there's, yeah. like, ceilings collapsing here and there. And, like, the, there's one room in the basement where it's what, six feet of water. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they keep pumping it and they don't know where the water comes from, but like, you know, paint's peeling off the walls. It looks like a scary place. And they're really cool. They let people in to do like, um, they've done music videos there, movies, weddings, um, yeah, weddings, yeah, yeah whatever. They're very nice people that run it. So 
It's funny you should say weddings because I was like, that mm. sounds so beautiful and romantic. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's for whatever reason. I'm like, don't restore it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. Uh, what an experience. A beautiful building. I mean, you know, there's marble stairways and there's oh. just the marble um, um, water. At the, what was oh, it? yeah. Water fountain. Water fountain. Bubba, as we the call older it. Bubba, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the fountain is so neat. And, and the women's dressing room was a big mirror on the wall. And it's very, very like you know, professional and, and exciting. And then you get to the point where you feel that it's almost, it's drawn in it's and a, the energy is so awesome. It's the only building I can really say, like the second you walk in, you fall in love with the place. Yep. Like it, it takes a piece of you when you go there, like you become one with this building. It's just amazing. Well, I'm ready to go. So next time we talk, hopefully this will be after and we can share a little bit of our experiences. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in again. These are the ghost guys. Ben and Tim, People vs. Paranormal. Google it. Look up their episodes. They've got a site, peoplevsparanormal.com. You also can check them out on YouTube. And when does season two? Season two has started. Actually, in uh, two weeks' time, we shot an episode here last year at the Laser Studios. So that episode will be up in about two weeks, probably for Halloween or so. So check us out. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. And that wraps up my first ever Freaky Friday. If you know of a paranormal investigator or someone involved in the paranormal that you think I should talk to that's local, I would love to talk to them. Send me their info. Look me up, Leah Rantz, R-A-N-T-Z. You can find me on Facebook or on laser993.com.